Hey, I was going to come in sooner, but then I felt self-conscious about Sims yelling at me last time. Well, good thing he's not here. Well, you're muffling. Am I muffled? Oh, now you're better. Yeah, Sims is not here. Say it again for the people in the back. Sims is not here. Sims is not here. Sims is in Florida, but don't worry. We are going to bother him on his vacation and give him a call because you're not doing episode 113 without Mr. Chris Sims. No, we are not. Uh, I'm going to guess which jerseys he's going to say. I'm definitely going to say he's going to say Marino. Um, And then I think he's going to go OBJ. I think he's going to say like that, Odell Beckham. Two other ones, Kurt Warner and Keenan Allen is a big 13. Any 13s from Rutgers, Mr. Survivor Boy? Uh, No big 13s from Rutgers. Oh, the music's Whoa. still playing off my nice, ear. Whoopsie. It's so good. A uh, lot to talk about today uh, because I, I went through and um, there was a lot of changes on TV. Uh, and I feel like no one's talking about it right now because it's after the draft. We're kind of done with football at the moment. I mean, this whole Jay Cutler to TV thing is fascinating to me. We're going to talk about that with Sims. The fact that Bart Scott got bumped from the CBS uh broadcast show and it's replaced by Nate Burleson. I love Nate, but I thought there could have been something really special with Bart Sims and Boomer and uh, Cower. Uh, and what I did was I went through and I ranked every single pregame show, best host, best coach, best insiders, best comedy. We're going to be doing that a lot. And I think uh, I've decided that I'll do the rankings for Sims so that he can comment. So he can like comment on it. Otherwise he's going to go, let me pull up the teams and there's no team. Teams, and he'll be very lost. And we have a lot of iTunes comments to get to. Uh, and I know that he's really freaking annoying, but I need to know Sims's take on these LeVar Ball sneakers because Sims's takes are always weird. He probably already has a pair. Would it shock you if he, no would, if he said he went out and bought them? Well, it's not possible because they're not real yet. That's the funny oh, that's thing true, about yeah. this. They're not even out till November. Yeah, but you're right. I want to hear what Sims has to say. Uh, let's let's get Sims on the phone. So um, I just texted him and I said, I'm calling you. And he goes, I'll call you. So Ooh. I don't know what that means. So now um, we got to kill time left. Well, here's, there is a comment uh, on the iTunes five-star review, Falcons fan Justin, who says, Sims keeps it real. And that was really... The gist. Of I think it. that's true, and I appreciate that. Uh, let me get some other comments out of the way while we wait for Sims to call. Because we can always edit this out. Selfish. By the way. We're not editing. I hate when you say that. <laughs> uh, entertaining and informative. Five stars from BB one eight zero seven zero, and then two hamburger emojis. Honest and real. These guys know their football and very entertaining. My favorite podcast. I even made my girlfriend listen to it with me. She ended up texting me the next days for directions for how to listen to the podcast. That's great. That's amazing. I, need- I hope the directions were provided. I really like that a lot. Uh, and I do have some other comments here that I know how Sims is going to answer, so I'll just get to it. One, though, uh, was about me. Top contender segment without Falcons. And this is from M-G-B-E-L-A, Megbella. Um, you guys are listenable. I love that you have your own opinions and you stick to it. But what's up with ignoring the Falcons on your top contender segment? I'm the one that picked the, the teams for that. I just think the Falcons are going to fall off. And I know it's disrespectful, but the amount of Super Bowl losers that have not had a good year the next year, it's overwhelming. I think that Kyle Shanahan was a huge loss for them. And I, I think I was a little selfish. I saw you take a lot of heat on Twitter for teams that were left out of the Dallas section. and Atlanta were the two. And that's just me. Oh, there he is. Oh, uh, there he is. That's just me thinking that they're not going to be good next year. Should I answer? Of course you have to answer. Hey, it's uh, Tommy and the Tuna here. What's going on, Chris? Thanks for calling into the show today, man. 
Hey, it's great. It's great to be on vacation and here to talk to you there, Tommy. I love it. I love doing podcasts when we're on vacation. This hey, so awesome, listen, man. Chris, Chris, I wanted to ask you, uh, what do you think about uh, this whole this whole CBS thing? Uh, you know, they got this guy, uh, Tony Romo, now. What do you think about it? Uh, you know, just one of the things we want to talk about on Tommy and the Tuna here this week. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not allowed to talk about that anymore. I'm not allowed to say Phil Sims, CBS, or my agent's name in the same sentence anymore. Oh, man, uh, I don't know why we brought you on Tommy and a Tuna then. You know, we want to give people your opinions on things, man, you know? Josh is really riding this character. <laughs> How you are doing, start, man? Are, you haven't really started this No, we've yet, we, we've you? really started. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I needed I needed some alone time before you came on. Good. You're getting your thoughts straight. You feeling good? Usa, Usa. All right. So I predicted who your 13s are going to be. Who are your 13s? Um, Dan Marino. Yep. Paul George. Ooh. Yeah, you didn't see that one. I coming, did not. Huh? I did not. That's a good, pretty good 13. Uh, Todd Marinovich. Okay. Um, hold on. You're I'm missing the one missing. that I thought you were going to say. I know I'm missing a 13 for sure. I forgot this is episode 13. I haven't thought about it. Hold on, hold on. Let me look at the team. There you go. New York Football Giants. New York Football. Oh, uh, 13 on New York. Come football. on, oh, Odell Beckham Jr. Odell Jeez. Beckham Jr. There you go. Uh, Kurt I mean, Warner. I've only, I've only been him every day of this vacation because my son's Eli Manning and I'm Odell Beckham. This is Jr. a funny story. I, I don't know. If, I don't know. Football. Yeah, I don't know if we've done that on the podcast yet. Your son is now obsessed with football, and instead of being legendary Giants quarterback Phil Sims, he's decided that he's legendary Giants quarterback Eli Manning. No, Eli walks on water, like literally in my household right now, to the point where the funny story is my sister was like at one point like, oh, geez, can he pick somebody else other than Eli? And I was like, no, Deirdre, he likes Eli. Eli's awesome. The Giants are awesome. We root for the Giants. Wait a second. So, so as someone who has been trying to convince the public that Eli has been not good for a year and a half, how are you right. coming to grips with your son thinking that he's a fantastic quarterback? I'm, well, I'm, I'm, of course, I want to be, I'm a New Yorker, right? I grew up in North Jersey. I want my kids to root for a New York team. So I am making sure that there are Yankees, Knicks, and Giants fans. And my little boy, he came, the Giants fan just happened, you know, at school where like kids were talking about it. It was the playoffs and that's where he kind of got into it. And yeah, he's all in on Eli. He doesn't think anybody's better than Eli. He is always asking me, so like, we go parenting. down the line. Yeah, who's the best quarterback? Aaron Rodgers. Then he's like, who's the next one? Then we just keep going until I get to Eli. And I go, you know, Philip, Eli's older. He's not as good as he used to be. But it's uh, How it's many fun. quarterbacks do you list to your son before you get to Eli? Like, are you going 15 deep? <laughs> I am going at least like 10 or 12 oh sometimes. My God. He's like, Matt Stafford, who? That's awesome. <laughs> right, uh, exactly. So uh, one thing that I want to get before we start talking about Jay Cutler, because I'm fascinated. Um, I was watching an MMQB video, the behind the scenes, and I see Kyle Shanahan in there with Lynch rocking a, a Hurley hat. Is, is Kyle Shanahan like a skater boy? Like, what am I missing? He's rolling around. You no, know, the- he, he is. He kind of is in a little bit of a way, yes. Uh, you know, he grew up, of course, in San Francisco and in Denver, uh, you so know, he's and Denver is one of those flow. funny. Yeah, well, and, and he's definitely into that, like the Generation X, like X Games. I mean, snowboarding, skiing. Yes, he definitely went through a skateboarding phase. <laughs> 
that's what he is. And, you know, most people from Denver, too, I always make fun of them. They think they're part of the West Coast. And I want to mm. be like, no, you're four states in, actually. You're not even close. Let's reevaluate that stance. You're the western part of the Midwest. Thank you, Kyle. And you're not that cool on your skateboard. Oh, my gosh. It is so fun. I saw it. I just started cracking up. All right. So uh, first question, first thing that pops in your head, who will be better on television, Jay Cutler or Tony Romo? Uh, I think Tony Romo will be. Okay. There's I a do. lot of people saying that because Jay Cutler doesn't care about liking people, he's going to be a lot more honest and cutthroat than Romo, which will make for better television. Uh, you know, maybe from that standpoint, sure. But I just still don't think, listen, I don't think either one of these guys is like huge on personality, but I do think that Tony has a more uh, likable teaching way about him as far as, football and what he'll be able to convey to the audience. So I look at it that way. I think, you know, I think it drives me a little crazy with the whole, this whole thing in general is of course, I really think Tony Romo will be successful because I know a little bit about him through my relationship with Jason Garrett. I know what kind of worker he is, but like the Jay Cutler thing to me, it it is a little, I don't know what, I don't even know what to say. Hypocritical in some ways where I just go, Damn, I mean, here's a guy that wouldn't give the media a smile or three seconds, but now he's going to join the squad as Mm. soon as he gets off, huh? And all of a sudden, it's all fine and dandy. It's funny. Um, Peter King compared him to Sterling Sharp as a guy that was not good to the media, then did well in the media. Kyle Long tweeted out, the irony is that Cuddy will be better at the job than those who mocked him for years, uh, which I think is interesting. Uh, Before we start talking about him as a broadcaster, though, 11 seasons – one playoff win, uh, famously sitting on the bench in that game, uh, a talented guy that caught your attention out of Vanderbilt. You were singing his praises forever. I know that you've been effusive in your praise and defending him for years. We know that he's a talented guy. He hasn't got along with coaches. He hasn't got along with other star players. How will you remember Jay Cutler's tenure in the NFL? Wow. I think the first thing I always think about Jay Cutler is just, just like you would, I would go, wow, that he's like, he's a, a gifted physical talent. There's no doubt about that. He was certainly one of the most physically gifted quarterbacks in the NFL over the last 10 or 15 year, years. But yeah, I think it's still just recklessness. Um, yeah. Not winning a whole lot of big games. Uh, and and really maybe just never being quite the leader in the face of the organization that you quite wanted him to be, right? I mean, you know me, yes, I rooted for him. I really did believe in his talent, and I think his career is a little jaded because he has all that talent, but I don't mm. think people look at the broad scope and go, damn, he's never had any freaking good coaches other than Adam Gase and Mike Shanahan, and in those two years, he had really good seasons. So For his entire um, career, man, he has been compared to Jeff George. And yeah, it's I, that's I, not he's better than Jeff George. I get the comparison. You know, I, I, I get it. And, you know, I don't know how much you remember Jeff George, because I know you're a little younger than me. But, yeah. Oh, I mean, Jeff George was the ultimate like gunslinger. Like I, you, you watched Jeff George when I was growing up. I was like, man, I don't really think Jeff cares if they win this game. He just wants to throw pretty spirals 40 yards down the field six feet off the ground where I think Jay Culler wanted to win football games and he kept his team in a lot of games. And almost like we've talked about with Tony Roma, he was so good at keeping his team in games at times where they got in the fourth quarter and they clearly weren't as good as the other team they were playing. And then he would make that bonehead mistake and we would blame the game on him where we'd go, 
where you know where you and I would sit there and go, man, they were not they're not in that game. If it isn't for Jay Cutler, yeah, there's a so, lot of guys like that, like Stafford. You know, we talk yeah. about it all the time. Uh, by exactly, the way, right. you could pass this along to uh, Big Phil. Big Phil finished ninety five with ninety five more passing yards in his career than Jay Cutler. Pretty cool. Oh, he'll be happy. He'll be happy about that. More importantly, Bill Phil's just impre- more impressed that his butt looked better than Jay Cutler's uh, when that picture came out a few weeks ago. What are you talking about? <laughs> the I picture mean, of Jay Cutler's you- ass. Oh, yeah. You're telling me Big oh, Phil's yeah. rocking that that solid glute. Well, yeah, Big Phil, you know, we're an ass and legs family. I mean, that was like the first thing he talked about that day when that came out. He wanted to be like, you see Jay Cutler's butt. I mean, damn, he could get in there and do some squats. I mean, damn. <laughs> you guys are the only people that sees a man ass and goes, you need to dip a little lower on the squats. <laughs> I wish you no could see me, man. It. I've done more squats these last few weeks than I've done in my entire life. It's crazy. I, I am. Uh, I tried to do a little workout today. I got really drunk last night. I mean, tell like, me about it. Sloshed out of my mind. Who was the crew? Who was the crew? I have my my brother, his girlfriend, my dad, my aunt, my mom. Oh, is it the uh, aunt left, that I love? Danielle, my wife. We left the kids at home. We left them in the hotel with a babysitter. Oh man, <laughs> how you feeling? Yep. I, I I struggled through the night. I, I definitely lost a few courses of my meal through the night. Oh my gosh! Wait, I, was Wendy there? Well, yeah, me, good old Wend. She's the Wendster's the best. here, baby. Was she talking about Ali Haji Sheik? Uh, does she always talk about Ali Haji Sheik? <laughs> I mean, Josh, Josh, and Adam Lefko are staples of the Sims family conversation. Oh, so that's what I like to, to hear. About that. That's what we need. Uh, so yeah. the, the the news there was another news that came out like your dad going to CBS uh, with Boomer and and Cower and all that was big news and I thought it kind of went under the radar. Uh, Nate Burleson replacing Bart Scott and right. I've said this like I I really think Nate Burleson is good on TV. I think he's got a great demeanor. I think he's naturally someone that is meant to be on TV that I think could also cross over into things beyond sports. And my right. guess is someone that like cares about the business, I could see CBS using him on different things. Um, but in terms of a of a pregame show, I thought your dad plus Boomer plus Cower plus Bart Scott was magic. And to replace Bart Scott with Burleson, I think Burleson will be great, but he's a lot more on the TV side, and Bart was a wild card. And I, I don't yeah. know what happened there. Yeah, I, I think, uh, I, honestly, I don't really know what happened either. I, I don't know what happened between CBS and Bart Scott. I, I can't even really speak to it. Of course. Uh, and you're right. It was like totally under the radar too you're right i mean if you didn't read like the fine print you would never know Nate no Burleson they never a- they never said it in cbs's press releases they never even mentioned bart scott they just said congratulations to nate burleson joining the team yeah i don't get it. i heard the rumors out there that bart scott might be out and like Man. i said i really don't know anything i was shocked by that too i'm with you guys i mean left go and i know josh you watch enough too like Bart's awesome. I mean, Bart is... He doesn't he care, is, dude. And that's he doesn't a, care. He's full of life. He's got lots of great experiences. Friend of the podcast. Yeah. He told an amazing yeah. story on the podcast when he hid in the Cleveland Browns facilities to then go sign with the Ravens. Uh, we had a great right. we had a great show with him. But, so he, what said, I, he said his kid was black-ish, right? Oh, yeah. He said he wasn't... Man, he says the crazy... Maybe that's the reason they're moving on. Maybe they're afraid of what he's going to say. Um, but I... 
Yeah, I don't know. But what uh, I but- did, Sims, is I went through the CBS show, the Fox show, the ESPN show, the NFL Network show, and the NBC show, and I thought, okay, well, we have a lot of changes in all these different shows, and I wanted to look through and go, who does the best at what? And what I've realized is, is so, so here I did first, who, which show has the best host? And here are my rankings, and Sims, I want, I'm curious what you think. Um, okay. I did not rank Samantha Ponder because I have no idea what she's going to bring on the ESPN show. That one I really don't know, so I did not rank her. Number four, four, Kurt Menefee of Fox. Number three, Rich Eisen of NFL Network. Number two, the the duo of Dan Patrick and Tarico. And number one, James Brown. What do you think of my host rankings? Oh, that's a pretty good one. I have Um, James Brown one. Uh, Dan Patrick two, Rich Eisen three, Kurt Menefee four. I would probably do, I would probably do similar, but I'd probably make Rich Eisen four I, and Kurt Menefee three. I like Kurt Menefee. I mean, I know he's like some people think he's boring, but I, I think he does a good job of just setting up a kind of crazy raucous crew there all the time mm. and staying out of the way. So I give him a little, maybe a little more respect. I would probably do. Other than that, I think I agree with you though. I'd probably put Dan two and James Brown one. James is. James Brown's like next level. I don't. He really is. He's next level. It doesn't even matter if it's sports or whatever. Like I feel like he could. And, and the, the other reason I put on number one is when people talk about working with James Brown, they all they do is gloat. They're just like he is yeah. so wonderful to work with. He really is. He's the ultimate professional. He's easy to joke around. And the with. other guys are are easy to work with and professional too. I just think he never makes a mistake. It's like Seacrest. You never see the yeah. man stumble. Right. Um. um I went through, here are the five coaches that are on the shows. You have Bill Cowher on CBS. You have Jimmy Johnson on Fox. You have now Rex Ryan on ESPN. You have Tony Dungy on NBC. And you have Steve Mariucci on NFL Network. My number one, you might disagree with me. My number one is Tony Dungy. My number two is Bill Cowher. I'm putting Rex Ryan at three. I'm putting Jimmy Johnson at four. And I'm putting Steve Mariucci at five. So Dungy is my number one. Dungy's your number one. Do you disagree? Huh. I won't think I would go Dungy number one. No, I don't think I would go Dungy number one. I think I'd go Cower number one. Mm. I think I'd go Jimmy Johnson too. I just and I know I, I man, know you're not a fan of that. I haven't. I just every time when he comes on and does a segment, it's I'm showing a picture of the fish I caught. It's uh, talking about something happened back in 1994. I just feel like he's so distant from the oh. game now that I, it's right. hard. I don't. I, there, there's a lot of that Fox show that I just don't enjoy because I just think it's a caricature of itself. Uh, yeah, hold on. The housekeeping's coming in here. And yes, hi. I'm I'm on the phone. <laughs> okay, thank you. Uh, sorry about that. No, it's all good. Housekeeping um, is now my number six. You know, vacation problems, man. Vacation yeah. problems, let me tell you. Uh, I like Jimmy that he brings that angle in. I, okay. I don't know what it is. I'm with you, but also at the same time, I don't need to always be, like, talked to. Maybe it's because I'm an ex-player. I don't always need to be sat there and taught the game or gotcha. tell me a different angle. I like Jimmy just sometimes because he just shoots from the hip. I think and Rex Ryan could be number one or number five after this year. I really don't I, know yeah, if he's going to be. Exactly right. He could be either amazing or a huge just flash in the pan. And it's interesting because he would be the number one guy we're talking about. But with Cutler and Romo and then your dad switching, it's been a very interesting offseason for media. And Chris yeah, Berman really being replaced it. by Sam Ponder. 
And and while we're on him too, we got to like give like Chris Berman a shout out for the man. I feel wife. so that, bad. That that's I mean that's about as bad as it gets. Um, yeah, so Chris Berman's wife died in a in a car accident today, and um, beyond the fact that he is a titan in this industry and what he's done for the game of football and all that, just as a human, uh, especially at a point in his career where he's going to be spending a lot more time at home, um, he's going to uh, ma- fuck man. Yeah, I feel man. I didn't think about that. Yeah, I know. It's all right. Um, how, wait, who, so, wait, who else? We, we went Cower, Jimmy Johnson. Rex Ryan. Mar- Mar- I put Mariucci last. Yeah, okay. I, I love Mariucci I'm as a Mariucci person. I'm going to put in front of Rex Ryan for now. i got to okay. see Rex first. Okay, now, best insiders for me, it's a battle between two people. Uh, I have Jay Glazer, number one. I have Schefter and Mortensen, the combo at number two, and I think it's very close. I put Florio and Peter King third. I put Rappaport from the NFL Network fourth, and I have Locke and Fora of CBS last. Wow. So I have Glazer one because on Sunday – yeah, Schefter, Schefter gives you the news at 9 in the morning. You wake up to a Schefter tweet that says, Titans thinking of moving on from Mariota. And that becomes the story of the day. But in terms of just these shows, when Glazer comes on, all of a sudden it's, hey, guess what? Matt Stafford's not playing today. Just found out. And I, to <laughs> me, that's, you're getting actual news in the show. Yeah, yeah, I get you. I think that's a very valid point. And and as far as the show is, yeah, it can I, I think you're right. I'd probably go Glazier one as well. Glazier usually has the most hard hitting stuff on a Sunday afternoon. Now, Who do you not, like more, near- Florio and Peter King or Ian Rappaport for that three four spot? You know, man, I like uh, I like all these guys. That's the problem. Uh, they're all good. I they they really are. I would go probably Ian Rappaport though. Okay. I think Ian Rappaport at this time is just from that standpoint, a little more clued into the league. Like Peter is an insider, but Peter's like a after the fact insider. You're right. Like, well, their show, out. their show is after the fact too. Yeah. Right. So he'll, so you're right. I'll, I'll switch Rappaport to three a, a few days later, but, but for Sunday show, yeah, I'm going to put Ian Rappaport on there. Ian's, Ian's a guy that I look at in the business and just go, man, I can't get over the, the headway he's made in yes. such a short time and the connections he has. And, and the information he has a lot of the times is, is spot on. All right. Uh, I got another one here. Best possibilities for comedy in these shows. Because they, they, you know, it's got to be funny. It's got to be laughable. Um, right. I have uh, number five. Like the NBC comedy element to me is Dan Patrick doing highlights. Um, yeah. It's tough because it's an after the fact show. So I have that number five. Number four, the Fox one to me is Strahan and Terry Bradshaw interacting. And yeah. to me, it's just gotten a little old. As you could tell, I've soured on the Fox pregame show a little bit. Um, I can tell you have. I don't think that Strahan is in it anymore. I think he's got all these other things to do, and I just don't. He used to be. Uh, and Terry Bradshaw, I love him, but he's everybody's uncle. Um, yeah. Number three, Michael Irvin and Mariucci from the NFL Network. I still, I still find Michael Irvin very funny because I don't even yeah. think he knows what he's going to say half the time. <laughs> um, number two, I have what's going to be your dad and Boomer from having seen them on Showtime. And I think that that'll be funny to watch them. It's going to be funny to watch Phil really not care and really go at Boomer this year. I think it's going to be really no funny. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, yeah, they're going to see a different side of Big Phil, that's for sure. Oh, he better give no fucks. It's going to be great. He, and my, he, he won't. And my number one is Randy Moss because I think that he is Michael Irvin with 
like the southern accent and still like I still think Randy Moss could go and play. So the cockiness and then you know what? I, I Dion's not on that show, but Dion's up there too. Dion's great. Dion's great for like post Sunday stuff. Yes. But uh, okay, I, I mean, I'm not going to say I'm totally with you there all the way. I think Jimmy Johnson and that crew and Terry Bradshaw and Fox are the best still in my eyes from a comedian standpoint. Really? I don't know why. It has, yes, it has not gotten old to me. Hmm. I don't know what it is about Jimmy Johnson and Terry and just the things they can say and the stupidity and then the seriousness of Howie to sit there and observe it that I just you're laugh right. it makes me laugh. You're right. It, it is funnier than I give it credit. I think uh, you're right. Howie sitting there looking at Terry as he's just like, it is, it's not bad. <laughs> right. Um, so what I've came out with before we move on, superlatives to why I would watch these shows. I think CBS will have the best quarterback discussions. Uh, this year, I also think they're the most likely to have back in my day discussions. Um, yes. Fox, I think, has the best insider, uh, and it allows you to make fun of Southern people because of Terry Bradshaw. I think ESPN will have the most unpredictable show. We do not know what to expect out of Sam. We do not uh, ponder. We do not know what to expect out of Rex Ryan. And Randy Moss is always all over the place. That might yeah. be really good. I don't know. But I also think, I think they're going to be the ones most in touch with today's game, with Hasselbeck and Moss. Yes. They're very young. They're still clued in, you know? Um, I, I would agree with that. Yes, they I, are. They're, and Charles Woodson being a part of it. And oh, Samantha yeah. Ponder, even her husband being involved. It's, you know, the question is, crazy. how much are they willing to break? You know? Right. Uh, yeah. I think NBC has the cleanest show. It's, and I also think that of all the analysts, Rodney Harrison is the most brutally honest. I don't think he's always right, right but he is the one that's not afraid to pull a punch. Or he won't no pull a punch. about that. And yeah. then I think the NFL Network has the most talk about their analysts winning Super Bowls and the most inside jokes. Yeah, I'm, I, I think uh, for the most part, I, I would agree with you with, with all your assessments there. All right, I need um, uh, rapid-fire Sims' takes. Are you ready? I got four things I, for you. I hope you're ready. Let's go. Number one, John Ross challenged Usain Bolt to the 40. He ran a 4-2-2. Usain Bolt's response, he has zero chance, absolutely none. I've learned something through the ranks that there's a ladder, but nobody wants to climb the ladder. They just want to get to the top. They always want to beat me, but he has no chance. How would the race go between John Ross and Usain Bolt? I, I, dis, I would disagree with him there. I, I think the 40 would be extremely close, and I think he would be too scared to run that against a guy like John Ross. John Ross is made to run the 40. Like There's no way he could handle Usain Bolt in 100, but... Uh, Let me rephrase the, the question. If you used John Ross's first 40 yards and Usain Bolt ran the 100 and you were able to use his last 40 yards or the middle 40 yards because he will, like, because he's had a longer stride and he'll give up at the end, who what? wins that? Who hits top? Yeah. Who hits a higher top speed? No, there's no doubt. Usain Bolt's top end speed is the fastest we've ever seen on the planet. Okay. But a 40 is a different animal, man. And I've been around these Olympic sprinters and all that to know that. Yeah, listen, they're they're fast as hell, but they're crazy if they don't think like these NFL wide receivers are in their class. They're crazy. They really are. If Odell Beckham Jr. or John Ross or some of these guys that are playing in the Joey NFL. Joey Galloway. Yeah, Julio Jones, whatever. You just go through the list. If they decide at the age of 15 that they want to go in and say, the hell with football, I'm going to be a 100-meter sprinter, 
you would have saw them in the final heat last year running right next to Usain Ball. I'm not saying they would have beat them, but they've been right next to them. Matt Harvey, what a debacle. Drunk. What the fuck? Hungover, heartbroken over losing Adriana Lima to Julian Edelman at the Met Gala. The same hey, I think I think Brady and Giselle called up and were like, hey, Lima, we got Edelman over here, white boy supreme, wide receiver. Man, and- have you ever been so heartbroken that you just didn't show up to work? Are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? If if he was heartbroken and didn't sh- like, I hope he was at least like so fall down drunk that he was literally just he couldn't make it. Cause he so for you, you'd over. rather Matt Harvey be so drunk rather than heartbroken. I really, I hope he was out like doing lines and coke and everything else, and that's why I didn't make. If you tell me he was at home heartbroken because. We didn't get invited to the Met Gala with Adrian Lima. I mean, now, damn, on, I, I don't to, think I'll be able to root for I him need, anymore. I need to ask you a question. Yeah. If you were dating Adriana Lima, how heartbroken would you be? Because that's one where the rest of your life, people tread, will be like, hey, listen, remember that time you were Tread lightly here, Sims. Tread lightly. Okay. All I'm going to say is this. I will tread lightly as you're there. I'm on vacation. I got no drinks in me yet today, okay? Good. Um, I would say that you need to know you need to know your scouting report, okay? That's what I'm going to say. And you better know who you're signing up with here. And in Adriana Lima's case, um, you know, this ain't her first rodeo is what I would say. Look at the list of guys she has dated. What she, he really thought like, oh, that, that Matt Harvey arbitration money was going to bring her in. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, dude. Get well, the hell out of here. When you think you're the dark knight and you're a star in New York – how quickly it fades. All right, two more. LeVar Ball announces the ZO2s, the shoe for his son Lonzo, $495. Have you seen a picture of the shoes? Yes, I have. Do you think that they're attractive, Mr. I own 100 pairs of LeBrons and Jordans and all this stuff? No, they're not attractive. They're no, they're not. They're not cool. They're overpriced, and I don't even. I think the symbol's stupid too. And I'm I'm sick of the father. I really. Am. I have reached a point where if the Sixers draft him, I'm going to be very upset. Yeah, that'll. That I'm telling you. Have you ever seen a father uh, cause public to change on their son as much as him? No, and you know this goes back. We had this conversation about six weeks ago when when this first started happening. And I said then that this father, he's going to – we all at that time were still arguing, remember, like, oh, he's maybe a brilliant businessman and we're right. keeping him relevant. But, no, now we've seen it's going to the lines of, oh, wait, he's got a screw loose. Yes. And our team's going to even want to deal with this son because of the father. Or is any other merchandise company going to want to deal with the son because of the father? Man. So he's got to – yeah, he's got to pump the brakes big time. Do I mean, you know what Lonzo Ball's voice sounds like? I'm, it, it's real boring, and, and he has no facial expressions. I know that so far. All right, we're going to end with a quick game. Forbes released the top five wealthiest hip-hop artists. I'm curious how many you can get. Oh, okay. All right, so Jay-Z's there. Jay-Z is number two, $810 million. $810 All right, so P. Diddy. P. Diddy, number one. Eight hundred and twenty million. We've got ourselves. Oh, he did. He's, he's got his ass. Oh yep. shit. He's still a hundred and eighty away from a B, but he's cruising. All right. So you got Diddy and Jay Z. You got the top two. Then there's a gap to number three, and then there's a huge gap to number four. Yeah, I was going to say like who's even in I mean, the numbers you just threw out there really threw me off. When I when you said that, I was like, damn, who else is going to even be in that category? 
Um, okay. If you Drop need a hint, number, I will these, give you a hint. All right. We're, we're not counting like DJ Khaled, though. Is he considered like a he rapper is not. at this point? No, okay, no, 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 he is a hip-hop artist, but he is not mentioned, and I will not count that as a guess. Okay, so Kanye is somewhere in the Kanye five. is not in the top five. No. Remember, he's broke. Oh, Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne, no. Remember, he has not really been paid. But Cash the per- money keeps screwing him. But Birdman is number four with 110 because a lot of it is probably Lil Wayne's money. Damn, that's messed up. That's why Rick Ross put out that song about it. Gosh, that's messed up. Okay, so he's number four. Wait, he's number four. So, so number in? four, Birdman is at 110 million. Jay Z at two is at 810 million. There is a 700 million dollar gap between two and four. Number three is at 740 million. The guess is the hint is headphones. Oh, Dr. Dre. Dr. Damn. Dre, $740 yep. million. You'd think he'd be over a billion after selling Beats for $3 billion, but I, I don't know what he's been doing. <laughs> okay, and then we got one guy Number left? five. Don't tell me. Is it Drake already? Drake. $90 million. Wow. Yeah. Drake's the man, man. I'm on, I'm on his bandwagon pretty hard right now. Um, I only have one other uh, iTunes comment that I can't answer, so I need your help. From Sizzle 11 coolest. he wrote five stars. Everything you want from a sports podcast. Uh, Sims breaks down the film and gives an exclusive look. Lefko is hype man supreme. The podcast is funny. Question, how much can a rival team take away from another team by picking up a waived player? Like the Seahawks and Niners have done for years now, what teams, and what do teams do to counter this yeah sure uh the best thing you can do first of all especially it's really more the defensive guys you want to you want to sign right more than anything why because well because offensive game planning can change so much week to week so like you can sign an offensive player let's just say you'll sign you say you're about to you know let's say you're 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 a jets receiver and uh the jets got to play the giants so the giants sign the receiver and try to learn something about the Jets' offense. But the the game plan is so every week malleable and mm. changing, and there's not as much you can tell on the field as far as what they're trying to accomplish, where the wide receiver can go like, yeah, when they get in this formation, they like to do this or this, and he might and be able to think give you a def- hand. defense doesn't change that much? Defense doesn't change, and defense wow. usually has set rules for certain formations or certain things you do. So will and, the defensive guy that's signed be brought into the offensive meeting and be like, what are they going to do with this set? No doubt about it. Wow. Like an offensive coordinator might sit there with a guy that they've a safety, right, and he's the fourth, the fourth team safety on, on the new team, but he might go through and go, you know, he might watch the film with them and go, you know, like here they are with two receivers to the left and a tight end and a receiver to the right, and the the receiver, the slot receiver on the left is motioning across to the other side. He's like, well, you know, what, what, what's your rules there? And then the, the safety mm. might go, well, see him signaling, you know, see this safety signaling the other safety? It's because they've changed the coverage now that you went from a two-by-two two to a three-by-one, and their rule is usually, you know, blah, blah, and blah right. when you're in a three-by-one Have one you formation. ever seen a free agent drastically impact a game that happened later? Like, what is the biggest impact you've seen? Yeah, I can't say that I was ever a part of one where I can specifically remember. I wish I would have known this one earlier. I could have thought of a few. That's all good. Come back next time. But there was guys over the years, like, Gruden certainly did it to a degree. And 
he might sign the guy like four weeks before we even play the team and let him go like the week we're going to play him. But he might have learned what he needed to learn in that time frame to go like, does okay, the guy know blah, blah, that he's, does the guy know that he's like a farmed guinea pig for information? Mo- most times they do know, okay. but they don't care. They're hoping to just stay around and collect some checks. Should I be okay with the fact that I didn't make Falcons and Cowboys contenders or the people that are giving me shit online? What do you think? In our, what do you mean? They're made, in oh, our top kid, people are like, how did you not have the Falcons yeah. or the Cowboys? Well, I think the I think the, the the Cowboys one is a little more crazy to me than the Falcons one. I I do think I'm with you on the Falcons thing. I don't think people really realize how great the offense is and how good Kyle Shanahan is and how he just made up for so many holes for a defense that I don't have my computer in front of me. But what was that defense ranked at the end of the year? Twenty sixth in football, twenty seventh, twenty eighth, and they were bad so, in the red zone. They were bad on third down. No doubt. So there's a lot of things there to where I look at and just go, ooh, you know, it it is a little concerning. I don't think it's going to be like a shutdown defense ever, and they're certainly going to be lesser on the offensive side of the ball without a Kyle Shanahan. And I think last year was one of those years, too, where they won a lot of fourth-quarter close games, and they kind of just got hot at the right time. Uh, I have one last one that I know I'm keeping you too long, but honestly, these podcast commenters are so good. Uh, This one is Podcast Game Changer. Five stars. JTD1988. Love the podcast. The banter between Lefko Sims and Survivor Guy is great. Um, It goes from goofy to fun. Here's a Raiders question. Upcoming contract extensions for Derek Carr, Gabe Jackson, Khalil Mack. Is Amari Cooper the odd man out? It's a lot of salary cap for four players. This is down the road, but it's going to be interesting because you know Derek Carr is getting paid. You know Khalil Mack's getting paid. Gabe Jackson, we talk all the time about offensive linemen. They're harder to find. Is there any chance Amari Cooper's the odd man out? Can they afford all four? You know, I I really do think they will be able to at some point here. I I do. Uh, Gabe Jackson is the guy that I think, you know, listen, I don't think that's going to be a huge number. Gabe Jackson is a good player, um, but I don't think he's a guy that we're going to go like, oh, he's going to go out and command like Kalechi Osameli money on the market or anything like that. You know what I mean? Um, Cooper, to me, listen, the the thing we've seen with Cooper in the first two years is he's got to stay healthy through a full year. That's really been the issue, right? That and drops. Um, yeah, that and some and some drops, but I still think at the end of the day, when Amari Cooper is healthy, mm-hmm. he is definitely one of the ten best receivers for my money in the game. And you get Carr this year, where I think Carr they'll get it done. Uh, they might get that done here before the year starts. And I do think Derek Carr and Khalil Mack, first of all, not saying they're. I think they're good guys. I don't think they're going to sit there and try to kill the Raiders just to get mm. gain an extra four million dollars at the end of the you know five year contract. That would be big. Um, That's like some warrior I I, stuff. I, I it's funny that both, I do. Yeah, both teams right. you from and I Oakland. have both been around Derek Carr and Khalil Mack, and you can see what kind of guys they are. I do think that winning is the most important thing for them. And if they had to make a you know eighty eight million instead of a hundred, they're I think they're going to be fine with that. And I think if Derek listens to his brother David, he can understand how hard it is to be successful uh, no in this doubt. league. Uh, do you yeah. have anything that you'd like to say to Survivor Boy before we let you go? Oh, Survivor Boy, I miss you so much. I'm glad I don't have to hear that crap this week. Um, I miss you too, Chris. Um, no, I got nothing else to say. I'm going to go get my party started. I'm going to be bringing that fire next week on the show when we're back in person. But, um, yeah, I'm good, man. Everything's good. I'm going to go run around the pool and be Odell Beckham Jr. again. <sighs> have fun. Don't fall. I won't. Peace. Yeah, I hurt my back, man, playing basketball last week. It really sucks. <laughs>
Man, I can't wait. Once, once I'm, I'm going to lose some more weight, I'm going to take your ass to the court. I'm going to back you down the yeah. post like a young Horace I'll, Grant. We'll do it. We'll, I'd like to see that. <laughs> All right, man. Holler at you. All right. See you guys. Peace out. Peace. See ya. Peace. Peace. I'm going to do it. Okay. I just wanted to hang out with Sims. Oh, I wanted to did. talk to you for a little bit. Yeah. You wanna, what do you want to talk to me about? Uh, What's going on in Survivor? Oh, so much is going on in Survivor. Hold on. Overall, wait. What did you think of what I was saying about the, the pregame shows? Uh, it's good. I think people should send us in their reactions. People should tell us what they think about host, insider, coach, and former player. Yeah. Fun, kind of, and then well, funny, like funny combinations. Yeah. And then yeah. also, if you guys want to assemble what the best one would be combining all of them. Sure. That would be really cool, I would listen too. to that. Yeah. Uh, but did you, which one's your favorite to watch? My favorite one to watch, I usually go CBS. I like the classic feel of the CBS pregame show, but I'm also an old man, so I don't yeah. know if I'm the best person to ask. Yeah, it's interesting. I think I'm. I really don't know what to expect out of Samantha Ponder no. and Rex Ryan. I'm excited to see it though. That one will be interesting. Yeah, I'm very interested to see it. It's just going to be so different than Berman. So drastically different. Oh than my anything gosh, we've seen. Which is probably what they had to do. Yep. Um, uh, yeah. So what the fuck happened in Survivor? Ah, uh, uh, what did Where happen are in Survivor we? last week? Uh, did, it, did I talk about Zeke getting voted out? Was that the last episode? Yeah, yes, it was. So who got voted out last week? I don't know. It sounds Shit. great. Great survival. I don't even remember who got voted out. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. I'll have uh, to look it up. Uh, so uh, one thing uh, that we did last week, and I want you guys to definitely check out, is download the BR app. Um, it is an app that we've had for a long time. It used to be called TeamStream. Now it's called BR. Uh, it's Bleach Report. It's BR. And uh, I honestly, I use it all the time. I know you use it all the time, too. I love it for schedules uh, with the NBA playoffs. Every morning I wake up and get and go, ooh, do I get to watch Steph Curry tonight or do I get to watch LeBron tonight? Uh, so check out and download the BR app from the App Store. Make sure you have that on your phone. The notifications, honestly, are faster than any other app out there. Uh, and we're not force-feeding you um, ESPN articles. We're going to give you whoever writes the best article, whoever has the best content, you're going to get on your phone. Uh, as I mentioned last time, I subscribe to every NFL team in the league. Uh, so when I saw that the Patriots were working out Christine Michael, uh, even though they have seven running backs under contract, I got that on the BR app. You like the app too, right? I love the app. I use the app all the time. Great. Every morning I look at it. <laughs> I do. I know I'm just looking at who got reading. voted out on Survivor last you week because I actually something. don't remember. Uh, so we are going to be back uh, 114. Sims will be back in here. Uh, as always, again, I'm trying to get to all the iTunes uh, five-star reviews and comments. I think we're almost at like, we're around 130 right now. Man, I'd love to hit 200. It would be awesome. And those are the comments that I will read first and questions uh, because they are the ones that I think are really helping us out. And I really appreciate you guys. There is a possibility. Me and Josh were talking earlier. Wait. I didn't talk about Zeke getting voted out. I was right. No, you, he got voted out. Yeah, I know he got voted out, but I haven't talked about it yet. He no, got I, voted out last week. Yeah, you we said I did. It. We talked about it. I don't know. I'm not so sure about Almost that. Almost positive. Okay. There is a chance that we will be moving to two podcasts this summer. Uh, me and Josh have talked about it a week, I mean. 
Um, so I want to know what you guys think about that. What are some other topics that you'd like us to hit on? We're going we're gonna to still do NFL, but like stuff like today where we're talking about the pregame shows, the other things around the NFL, we're going to start having a lot more guests. If you remember any guests from the past that you really enjoyed, give us a comment there as well because I, we're happy to rebook some. We're definitely going to have Phil on soon uh, because he thinks I'm funny apparently, so we're going to do that. Um, and then we're going to start getting a little bit weird. It's the off season, and we're allowed to. Uh, love you guys. As always, thank you so much for listening. For Fendrick. Good night, everybody. For Sims. What does Sims normally say? Peace out, homies. Peace out, homies. I'm Lefko. We'll holler at you guys. Enjoy your week.